0: Hey, my name is uh, Caleb, I'm the student pastor here, and if this is your first time, I just wanted to say, hey, I'm thankful that you're here, I'd love to talk to you afterwards if we haven't met yet, um, i just love to know about you. So, thank you for coming, here's what I need you to do real quick, we're going to do something a little bit different. On the front of the stage is a bunch of different, uh, there's a bunch of index cards and a pen, and pins. I need you to come up here real quick, you're going to have to get out of your seat, I get it, grab an index card and a pen, index card and a pen. Which way do you want it? That way. This? This way? Oh, wait, right there. Oh, Oh, wait, right there. I see it. I see it. Is that better? Is that better? All right, so if you, as you grab one, if you haven't been here in a while, what you need to know is um, if you haven't come at all to the Friendology series, then this is a good night for you to be here because this is probably a, a, the most important night, I would say, um, as we look and wrap up this series. So we're ending this series this week. We're going to next week I need you to hear it. Next week, we're going to jump into a series called No Filter, and we're just going to look at some of the things, and my, my desire, my promise to you, um, is just to look at some of the things Jesus said that he just said without a filter. Like, he didn't sugarcoat it. He didn't, like, lay, uh, like, like, it's okay if you don't. Like, he just kind of laid some, some stuff down. And so we're going to look at that next week. Called no filter, and just look for a few weeks at some of the things that Jesus really like laid out for people to hear and understand. Cool. All right. So what you need to do real quick, um, first is if you got a phone, you can put that thing on vibrate on silent. I always forget, and so this is just a great time for you to do that. And then you can put it on your on the floor and your purse or whatever you need. Benny in your purse if you want, and then on the fly. I'm just joking with you, Benny. Come on. All right. I'm just joking. I don't know where that came from. All right, let me me pray for for y'all real quick. God, I thank you for this time. I thank you for these students. I thank you for tonight bringing us here in this place for a purpose and a reason, God, that you know, um, Lord, we think we we just chose to come. But God, we know that in choosing to come, you have a plan um, in all of this. And so, God, I ask that you would speak truth to our hearts and our lives, that you would help us to find resolution in the things that are I'm um, hard, that we would find peace in you, but we love you, we thank you for all you do, in Jesus' name, amen. All right, so before you do anything with that card and that pen, um, I, I need you to know uh, that people say, as we think about friendship, that you actually have four levels of friendship, that you have four layers to your friendship, um, and, and the, first, the first layer, you don't even know this, but the first layer, you probably, like, you're going to recognize it in a minute, is um, Right here is this acquaintance. It's touch screen. Got it. Okay, perfect. All right, so the four levels of friendship. The first one is acquaintances. An acquaintance, an acquaintance is people we know but never intended to have friendships with. This is your first level of friendship. This is not meant for you to write down. You can write it down if you want on your card, but you don't have to. Um, People we know, but never intended to have friendship with. That may be the cafeteria lady. That may be a teacher. That may be the person in your third period class that sits across. You kind of know who they are. You kind of know about them, but you never really intend to invite them over to your house on Friday, right? Like you just don't intend to hang out with them. They say we have about 500 yearly Um, acquaintances. So you may make new ones each year as your schedule changes, as things change. But about 500, you have 500 people around you that are your acquaintances. The next level is a casual friend. Casual friends we see regularly and initiate social contact with, like occasionally initiate social contact. So we see them. Maybe they're the people that sit a little bit closer to us in class. Like, we see them, we know who they are, and occasionally we're like, man, did you do that homework? And he's like, no, and you're like, man, me neither, right? Like, you occasionally initiate some kind of social contact. with. they say we have about 20 to 100 of those friends. Some of those friends might even be in here. you like, yeah, I have a lot of casual friends in the youth group that, that here in student ministry, there's people that I, like, I know, and occasionally I'm like, what's up, man? Did you see that game? Or whatever, depending on what's going on. And then your next level, your third level, and they say you have 20 to 100, your third level is close friends. (laughs) This might be the people we sit with at lunch that we actually hang out with. This might be the people on our basketball team or our football team or our lacrosse team. Um, This might (laughs) be the people uh, maybe in our neighborhood. They're people we see and talk with frequently and are close with us. They say you have about 10 to 30 close friends that you social butterflies out here they're like I want to be close friends with everybody. You need to know your brain won't let that happen. Okay? It cannot hold and maintain that many relationships your your time you actually can't be close friends with everybody and what ends up happening, you need to hear this. You try to be close friends with everybody and you end up close friends with nobody. Like You try to be close friends, but it ends up being just like a hey, 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 right? And and you don't really get to meet and hang out with anyone. And then the last one is your intimate friends or your inner circle. These are the few people that you pour your souls out to sharing our deepest feelings and hopes. So, so people who've done research on psychology and sociology, on friendships, that's psychology is the study of the, of the mind, the way you think. Sociology would be the study of a group of people. And so they say your intimate friends or your inner circle, you have one to five people. One to five people in your inner circle. These are the people that like know everything about you. These are the people that, that really are like your core that, that you have a great influence on. They have a great influence on you. Like they know when you're having a good day, when you're having a bad day, your inner circle. So here's what I want you to do with that, that note card and that pen. I want you to write down the one to five names of the people that you would say are on, the, on your inner circle. So right now, I just want you to take a second and I want you to say, man, who would it be that's on my inner circle? For some of you, it might even be like a mom or a dad, and it might be your friend or like whoever it is. Animals do not count. If you put a dog down, I will slap you. And cats cannot be friends with them. Like, you can't be friends with a cat, and so that doesn't even count. They're the devil. So, one to five people. One to five people. Here's what I realized. Here's what I realized and really like affirmed when I was looking at these four levels, is that growing up, my inner circle, as you've heard some of my stories, had a huge influence on my life. That the thing that I didn't believe that, that I wasn't convinced of until I looked back is that my inner circle really like had a lot to do with the decisions I made on a daily basis, like the things I did on the weekend, the things I did on a Tuesday night, the things I did before church, on, uh, we had our church on a Wednesday night, that's when our youth group was, and the things I would do before that, the mischief I would get into after church, like those things, like my friends, my inner circle, the people like that really knew everything about me, we didn't hide anything, we were completely transparent with each other. They had a lot to do with the decisions I would make. The problem was I didn't recognize it at the time. Like my parents would say it, people would talk to me about it, but I just didn't recognize that my inner circle had so much to do with the decisions I would make and the things I would be about. Like I, I just didn't recognize it. Like I wish someone would have told me and I would have listened. Like I hope you hear that. That Your inner circle has a lot to do with what you do in life. Like the Bible even backs it up. If you look at uh, Proverbs thirteen twenty, it says this. It says, if you walk with the wise, you become wise. For a companion of fools suffers harm. What you need to know when he says you walk with, that, that, that term walk, he's talking about the people that are in your inner circle, the people you do life with, the inner circle people. He says, those people, you're walking with those people He says, if they are wise, then you become wise. But if they are foolish, then you become foolish. That your inner circle has a lot of influence on your safety and on on your good in life. That if you're hanging out with dumb people, you do dumb things. But if you're hanging out with people that are wise, you end up doing wise things. Or reserved, you end up doing reserved things. Or wild, you end up doing wild things. That simply put, the one thing I really kind of want you to, to put on your mind and on your heart tonight, right, is the people that are in your inner circle. The people that are in your inner circle will either help you or hurt you. That your inner circle will either help you or will hurt you. Those people, if they're wise, will help. And if they're foolish, will hurt. That the people you decide to put around you in your inner circle have a lot to do with the life that you live. And, and I'm, I'm telling you this like from my own experience, I'm telling you it from God's word that says it, but I'm also telling you with it from seeing it that I've seen tons of students, they're like one way and then they get around the wrong group of friends. And I know your parents probably have told you this before, but I'm just telling you like not your parents, you're gonna make your own decisions, do you? But honestly, I've seen people like, man, I love this person, like they're awesome. And then they hang around the wrong people and they become to do the wrong things like the people are hanging around. And it's like kind of heartbreaking. Honestly, as a student pastor, it like breaks my heart. I'm like, no, stop. Like, I want to go slap you. I want to go make your friends disappear. Like, I want you to come back. Like, you walk with the wise, you become wise. But you hang out with fools, you become foolish. But here's what's awesome, is that everyone you meet starts as an acquaintance. Like, well, why is that awesome? Everyone you meet starts as an acquaintance, and here it is, as you begin to hang out with people and get to know them, they become casual friends. And then as you kind of hang out with them more, maybe like, hey, look, he's in my class and we're kind of okay, so let's eat lunch together, right? You become close friends, you start to hang out a little more. But here's what's what's beautiful about them starting as acquaintances and not being predetermined what role they'll have in your life, is you get to decide who you're going to put in your inner circle. Like, you get to decide whether that person is a fool. Yeah, they may be a, a good person. Like, they may be nice and hilarious and, and funny, but you know the direction you're trying to head, and according to way, the way they're acting, you know that it is not going to be good for the way you want to head, and you know that they have a big influence. So though they may not be bad people, they may not be the right people to put in your inner circle. And so you get to decide who goes into your inner circle, who you're going to hand the keys to to say, hey, look, you're gonna have a lot of influence in my life in this position. Don't actually have that conversation with somebody because it will get awkward and they'll freak out. But really what you're saying is, hey, you, here's the keys to, to be an influencer in my life. You get to decide who you hand those keys out to, the one to five people that you're going to really say, man, no, this is my inner circle. This is who um, I'm choosing to do life with. And sometimes, really all the time, the the way that friendships are successful, you need to hear this. The way that your friendships will be successful and and beneficial to you is when you have the right people in the right places in the four level of friendship. When the people who need to be um, in your inner circle are actually just casual friends, when you put them in your inner circle, then things will become more beneficial. And when you have people that are in your inner circle, but they really need to just be close friends, or you have close friends that you're hanging out with a little too much, and they just need to be acquaintances, that like, you just need to be like, man, they are bad news, they are toxic to my life, I need to push them back a little bit. That when you, just, when, you, when you figure out the people in your life, what position they need to play, then relationships become successful and beneficial. That there's no heartbreaks or scars or, or um, baggage, and there's no wrong people in wrong spots of influence in your life. And, and you may not know this or not, but God's word actually talks a lot about Jesus's friendships. That Jesus actually had friends in like, hung out with people. And so we get to actually look at how he modeled his friendship. And and you got to know one thing about Jesus is however he did it was the right way, right? Like he chose the right way to do it. And, And what it says is that he had 12 dudes, 12 guys that he was like, hey, follow me, follow me. And they were like his close friends. They weren't his inner circle. They were his close friends. They were dudes that he hung out with, he did life with, and then in, in Matthew 17, we see that he has close friends, but then he, he goes on to have an inner circle. But before we get to that, in Matthew 16, he talks to his disciples, his close friends, and he says something kind of crazy. He says, hey, um, whoever wants to follow me, you've got to kind of deny your own desires. Like, you've got to kind of die to those desires, uh, and, and it's going to be a sacrifice, and we're going to call that sacrifice a cross to, to your desires that aren't about me or the direction that I'm heading. And you're going to take that cross, and you're going to follow me. So whoever wants to follow me, you must die to yourself. Take up your cross, your cross that, that represents Jesus and, and, the, and, the, and the plan of Jesus and the good work of Jesus, which means dying to yourself daily because you're carrying a cross, and you're going to follow me. And so he tells these guys that. You know what's interesting? What he says to the disciples was not, hey, guys, what do you guys want to do? Okay, let's take a vote. Which direction are we going to head with our lives? Like he doesn't do that. He doesn't consider like maybe we could go down this way or that way. No, he simply says, hey, look, I know that God has a plan for me. That I am God's son sent on earth and I know he has a plan for my life. And so I'm going to follow that. And here's the deal. If you want to be my close friend, that would be awesome. I would love it. But what that means is you also got to follow me. Um, so if you want to follow me, here's what it looks like. You're going to kind of die to those other things. I'm di- I've died to those other things. Um, I've died for those other things soon to be. And so if you want to follow me, you got to kind of die to that. I want you to follow me. That is, his take on relationship is totally different. Like his take on relationship was not like, well, I'm just going to go with the crowd. His take on relationship was like, hey, I love friendship, but I love God more. And so I'm going to follow Jesus. I'm going to follow God. He is Jesus. I'm going to follow God. And and here's the thing. If you want to come, man, let's go. But I'm not going to wait for you. Not because I don't care about you, but because I care about God's plan a lot more. Like that's what he says to him. And then, In 17, verse one, it says, after six days of like kind of teaching him and talking to him about this and, and walking and seeing who's gonna follow, after six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and his brother, John, and he led them up on a high mountain by themselves. And so you see that he has the 12, and he tells them, man, hey, here's kind of what it looks like to follow me. Here's what this means for your life. And he's denying it. I'm gonna keep going, like, you should Come. If you don't, that's you. I mean, I get it. That's okay, but, but I'm going. I'm not waiting. I'm not going to be influenced by that. And then he picks out three, and he's intentional about the three. Like, it doesn't say, and then he chose three by playing paper, rock, scissors, and those three won, and they came. No, it's like, then he took Peter, James, and his brother, John. Like, I know exactly who I'm taking and why I'm taking them. And he takes him up on a high mountain by himself, and and he's by himself, and there's this thing called the transfiguration. It's where Jesus reveals all of his glory, and this is what it says. It says, then he was transfigured in front of them. His face shone like the sun. His clothes became as white as the light. See, Jesus told a lot of people about who he was. He said, hey, here's who I am. I am I am the Messiah, the son of the living God. I've come, God on earth. If you read your Old Testament, man, I am the dude God promised you. I'm here. But only three did he stand in front of and say, I'm going to be completely transparent with you and allow you to see who I am really. And I'm going to choose those three. And it's going to be Peter, James, and that dude's brother, John. And those three are going to be the ones that are my inner circle, that I'm going to be transparent in front of. And they're going to see my glory. That he was intentional. That he models this fact that that we can't do life alone like we need relationships, but we need to choose the right people to be the people that are influencing us. What we see is is Jesus modeling who should be there for those those moments of transparency. Like he, he picks them out. What you need to know now, too, just side note real quick for you that are, like, questioning God or questioning God's love, even. What you need to know is that Jesus died for you because he says, I also, now that I've died and rose again, defeated death, I want you on my inner circle. I want you to see everything and know me completely. That while he was here standing on earth in the form of a man, he said, man, I'm going to choose these three. I'm going to model this relationship, but I also got a plan for them. But then when he died and rose again, he said, no, anyone who would trust in me, man, you will receive the Holy Spirit and you will know my thoughts and know my plans and you will see me and know me. He has called you to be a part of his inner circle. Like he's, he, that's important, man. That is valuable. Jesus says, no, I want you to know everything about me, and I want to know everything about you. I want there to be transparency there. that You would truly experience me. This morning we read that Jesus says, man, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come that you may have life and life to the full. And I believe is when we step into Jesus' inner circle and say, God, I need you. I need you in my life and I I need to be a part of a relationship that's intimate and close and I need your influence on me and your direction in my life that then we begin to experience this life and life to the full that he promises. He's called you to be a part of his inner circle. Some of you are like still at the the table determining like you've received the invitation and you're like, man, I, eh, I don't know if I want to be can I be transparent in front of God because he know all the stuff I've done? Does he really love me when things don't go my way? And you're not fully understanding. The God of the universe sent his son to die for you and he defeated death and gave new life to those who would trust him as the one who paid for their sins, as the one who would give them um, eternal life. He's called you to new life. But as we look at friendship, we see that he's modeled who should be right now the humans in our life, and in our inner circle. And what I want you to do is I want you to just look back at that note card. I want you to look back at that note card and, and, and as you read it, as you look at it, hopefully that person might not be right next to you. That was, this could get awkward. But I want you to like, like think about who needs to be on that list. Are all the people on that list, should they be trusted as people who are going to influence you towards Jesus? Or are they people, man, who, who are struggling themselves? Are they people who, who are good influences? Or are they people that, man, eh, not so much? Here's, here's kind of how you know, and this is... Um, Kind of the three things I just want to give you on what it looks like to make a strong inner circle, and the and the first is this. It's a touch screen again. It'll work. Wait, got it. There it is. Okay, it says the first thing you need to know is know who you want to be, and look for people that model that. Do you want to be somebody who says, "Man, no, I run to Jesus in every situation." that my relationship with God is open and honest. That I'm somebody who loves people well, who forgives easily, who's slow to anger, who's slow to speak and quick to listen. Like that's who I want to be. Like, if that's who you want to be, if those are the things that are really important that you want to be, then you need to know, is that what the people on your list model? Are they those people? And if they're not those people, you're going to need to understand, they're going to influence you in other directions. Know who you want to be and look for the people that model that. You're like, okay, well, these aren't the right people, so how do I handle it? What do I do with it? What's really interesting is that Jesus never had to stay, you never see one conversation where someone's saying, hey, Jesus, I thought we were close friends, and Jesus was like, well, we were, but you stopped following me, and so now we got to break up, right? Like, Jesus doesn't do that. It would be weird and awkward, now what you see is Jesus just running after what God has planned for him and those that are still interested in that continue to follow and those that aren't begin to fade away. What you need to understand is as you change your interest and your desire and your direction, the close friends that, and the inner circle that aren't about it will fade naturally. You don't have to have any really hard conversations unless those people are like stage five clingers. Then you might have to, we'll cross that bridge then Right now. You can pursue Jesus and things will begin. The people that should be there will stay and and that care about that will stay and the people that don't will fade. And it's not that they're bad people, it's just that your interests are changing. I had a friend growing up, we were really close friends, really close friends, inner circle, and we like like did a lot of stupid stuff together. He was one of those guys. But we were good friends, and he made some life decisions that brought him in a totally different direction than where I was headed, and we went like years after college, we met back up, meet us, there's three of us in our inner circle, we all meet back up, and we begin to eat, and then we leave realizing, yeah, we don't really have the same interests anymore, that the directions we're heading are totally different doesn't make them bad people it just means they're not the people that need to be in my inner circle if I want to continue to pursue Jesus and so you need to choose to begin to spend less time with those who are not pushing you in the direction you know you need to go that it just means like hey I'm just going to choose to spend time with people that I think are going to be a better influence that I think are going to push me towards life and life abundant in Jesus some of you have made some decisions and you put some place, some people in, in the crucial spots of your inner circle that don't really need to be there. They're not bad people. They're just not the right people for that friend phase, for that friend stage, for that friend level. And then lastly, it's pretty simple, a little cliche, but pray for wisdom. Pray for wisdom in putting people in the right place that you would ask a God who knows all and who is above all and who is all-powerful that you would say, God, just give me wisdom on who needs to be there. Let me see the people that you meant to put in my life to walk with me, to share with, share with me my burdens. Like we said last week, not to cast burdens on, but to share burdens with. We walk with each other towards Jesus. Give me wisdom on, on how to handle those that don't need to be there. That too often, this either is the last thing we do, or is never a thing we do. And yet, God says, "Man, there's a lot of access in prayer. Like, There's a lot of power in prayer. That you could pray, and God answers, and He hears. You knock and seek, and God shows up." And so, I just encourage you that you begin to pray about who is it that needs to be in the inner circle. Who needs it? To, is it that name needs to be on that card? He says, no, this is the person that I trust that's going to push me in the right direction, that's going to pray for me, that's going to pray with me, that's going to cry with me and laugh with me, but most importantly is who cares about God's plans in my life. See, Jesus picked people that were followers of Jesus. Is that the people in your inner circle? Is that the people? Because the people in your inner circle will either help you or they will hurt you. There will be no mediocre. There will be no, ah, they're going to go with the flow. They will either help you or they will hurt you in your, in your relationship with Jesus. they are not going to be people who don't care about Jesus and yet encourage you towards him. So I just encourage you, the people in your inner circle would be the right people, the people that God has designed, people that are pushing you forward.